Hey guys, before we get started, I just want to warn you that this episode contains a brief talk of sexual assault. If that is something that would make this a tough listen for you, go ahead and skip this episode. Thanks. Hi guys, Princess here and welcome to another episode of Buy Pumpkin. Um... I am recording this intro a little late because I was too busy watching the Janet Jackson documentary. Um, It came on Lifetime. It was two nights, two hours each night. And I was really excited for it. Um, I talked about that on the episode I did with Sonya, um, the Rock of Love episode I did with Sonya, how I was excited to see this doc. And why was I excited to see this doc? Well, when it comes to my musical preferences, it goes R&B, extreme pop like like swedish written pop like <laughs> that and uh k-pop that's 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 what i like in that order and janet is like literally the queen of pop and um i've always really liked her i've grown up on her music it's a big like my mother was a huge michael jackson fan so like i grew up on all jackson all the time and um yeah, like, uh, one of the things I like about Janet is that, like, she don't talk to us, guys. She don't say shit to us. Uh, she was she did the Beyonce before the Beyonce, okay? And so much of what is talked about with Janet is talked around her and not from her. And I was really excited to just see, like, to get four hours of just Janet talking about Janet. I wanted to see creative processes. I wanted to hear stories behind um, things she's done. Uh, obviously she's going to talk about the 2004 Super Bowl incident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, that's all I really wanted to hear. I know, like, I know that people were disappointed because she did not give us what we wanted to hear about Joe Jackson and what many of us wanted to hear about Michael Jackson or even what we wanted to hear about Justin Timberlake um, who's the worst, but, but I also want to say you were never going to get that. Like, (laughs) like in my episode with Sonya, when I said, I'm really excited about hearing from an icon, Janet Jackson, I said, we can't talk about what she's going to say about Michael, because if we do, it's going to ruin the whole thing. I said something to that effect, but you guys expect too much from people. And I, what I want to say about that is this, is that like when we talk about the uh, Joe Jackson stuff, like Joe Jackson, like by all accounts was an abusive father, right? But I don't get to say whether Janet had an abusive relationship with him. Um, she gets to say, I can say from the outside, this is what it looked like. But I don't get to say, oh, you're lying because you don't, you you're saying you didn't consider your father abusive that's her experience um she's not allowed to say that uh Rebe didn't have a wasn't abused by her father you understand what i'm trying to say she gets to say what her experience was and the truth is janet was the youngest of nine she was a girl there were six girl six brothers and three sisters she was the youngest and she was a girl when janet was four they, when they moved from Gary, Indiana to the burbs of LA and the Jackson 5 were getting famous, Janet was like four or five years old. And it is quite possible that 
she sees her like she didn't get them. She wasn't beaten with a stick in the front yard. She, you know what I'm saying? It's quite possible she didn't get that. That like, uh, she the father she knows is a is controlling, but she wouldn't consider it abusive. Let's not forget Janet Jackson's 51 years old. She is firmly in Generation X. She is. What she thinks is abusive is very different than what woke TikTok teens think, okay? <laughs> or even Princess, who is nowhere near that. Uh, she, guys, my dad is one of 10, I believe. I mean, he has so many siblings. I don't even know all their names. Uh, he's one of 10. And he grew up with a alcoholic father, abusive his mother died when he was very, very young. Uh, his stepmother was an alcoholic and abusive. And they were regularly beaten out of their sleep or forced to get up out of their sleep to entertain them in the middle of the night. They regularly didn't have fucking food. They regularly would be woken up out of their sleep to uh, their parents, like, breaking up every fucking piece of furniture in the whole motherfucking house, arguing, breaking windows and shit. And I don't think my father would call his father abusive. I don't think he would. Uh, when that man died, those people those people cried like Jesus himself had gone into the cave. I I don't know, like, <laughs> I said gone into the cave. Guys, I think I feel like Jesus went in a cave one time and there was a boulder and then he was missing. I feel, like, don't be, don't be getting me to lie. Cause you know, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't fucking know. But my impression is that one time Jesus went in the cave. That's what I think happened. Um, please don't tell me what really happened. I don't care. <laughs> so, <laughs> but like they, they, like they love their father. Like, uh, by the time I knew him, he was, um, elderly, uh, very ill from, from drinking, like abusing alcohol his entire life, suffering from dementia. Like, like my relationship with who that man is is very different from theirs. But, but like when they talk about the way they grew up, it's abusive to me. Like, right. So like, it, I would call that abuse, but they don't, they just said he was a hard man. He should have done better. Obviously I would never do that with my kids, but they don't call it abusive. And as I've told you guys over and over again, even kids who have been abused love their parents, right? Especially, like, in my work with foster kids, like, that's... Guys, kids come in here with, like... Kids show up with, like, broken bones and haven't been starved and and they still want to go back to their bio parents because they love them. And if you don't understand that somebody can go through abuse and still not be able to be, like... If you don't understand why that's possible, like, then I don't know what to tell you. Like, people, I don't know. It's like, some people will never be able to face that. Because the moment you're like, oh, actually, this was really fucked up what happened to me, it can be, it can open the floodgates. As long as you pretend like everything was fine, then, you know. And so, like, I personally don't need Janet Jackson to tell me that Joe Jackson was like, a fucking dick. I've seen the the, Jan the Jacksons family, the American Dream, which someone on Twitter said they take as a documentary, and so do I. It's not. It's a miniseries. It's a fictionalized miniseries. But I take it as a. I'm like, yeah, that definitely happened. All that shit happened. When when Angela Bassett playing Catherine, 
uh, finds out that uh, her husband is cheating on her yet again, and she hits him with that fucking ice cream, and she goes, I don't want you no more. No more. I don't want you. I don't want you. <laughs> she says that shit. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I'm sure it happened exactly like I've decided it happened just like that. But, like, and, and when it comes to Michael, like, anybody that thought Janet was going to come up there and say that she believed the allegations against Michael are, I don't know what you thought was going to happen because she is always steadfast that she doesn't believe it. I don't, and what am I going to say to that? By the time Michael Jackson was, like, I believe him. I, I just think there's an abundance of evidence. And I think that if I had to bet money, I bet that it happens. That's it. And, um, by the time this shit was happening, Michael was in his own motherfucking world. Like, Janet wasn't seeing him all the time. Or he, like, she, he didn't bring his 13-year-old friends when he would come visit her on tour or whatever. Like, she hasn't, like, what, what, what? <laughs> like, I don't, I blame her a little more about not believe in the Michael stuff. But the thing is, unless, unless we find out that Janet was participating, uh, making it possible, or has seen something that makes it obvious that she should have known what happened, fine, she don't believe it. That don't make it not true for me. <laughs> but, I mean, I, it is what it is. I just, like, don't expect that much from her, right? Like, I don't know why people were like, oh, this is going to be a four-part documentary where she tells us that she knew all along. And I don't think that was going to happen. She's steadfast believed him. Um, whatever, man. The, like, fine. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the doc. I was expecting those parts. When she defended Justin Timberlake, I expected that too. Like, I mean, she made a little video and everything. That's not going to keep people out of his mentions. Shit, Janet may have forgiven you, but I did not. So I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, I liked, I, what I liked the most about it is that, like, we got a real behind the scenes of, like, what it was like for her creating control, which was her big, you know, her first, her, her first big album. She had two previous to that. Um, that had some good songs on it, but Control was... Um, I loved seeing Terry Lewis and Jimmy Jam, the producers that she worked with all that time. Um, I feel like they don't get enough shine. Uh, I loved seeing footage of Paul Abdul teaching her how to dance because Paul Abdul choreographed her, that Rhythm Nation shit. Was it Rhythm Nation? It was Control. Control and really established Janet as a dancer. Like, that's what she's really known for, the dancing. Um, I loved here, like, she doesn't, like, Janet doesn't talk to us. So she, so her very short marriage to one of the, the barges, she didn't, it, like, oh, I, I liked hearing it from her perspective and what happened. Her nine-year marriage to Renee, who was a collaborative partner, like, what happened there? I didn't, like, he was on drugs and, like, their relationship deteriorated. And, like, 
what she had to do to get out of that marriage and everything. And he was also like a filmmaker. And so like he recorded them at all times. He was always recording them. So there's a lot of footage of him and her that, that like we would have never gotten. Um, I even liked the Jermaine Dupri part. I liked it when she explained about Jermaine Dupri. Um, she talked briefly about the weight stuff. I wish she talked more about it because there was a time like Janet Jackson gained weight. Um, she says she gained weight when she got on birth, birth control. Um, she developed early, like she was gaining weight on good times and stuff. And in the first parts of her career, like she was always an all black. She, um, that song, all right with me, go back and look at that. Uh, she was always in all black. She from head to fucking toe and people talked about her weight all the time. She does, even with Rhythm Nation, people talked about her weight because she's wearing, um, she's basically wearing a military uniform, a militarized uniform in that. But she goes away and comes back, not who goes away. She does poetic justice, which she invented box braids, guys. She invented box braids. Box braids had me in a fucking headlock from 1993 to at least 1995. I love box braids. Everybody love like, people love box braids. Um, but when she came back with um, Janet and she's got all these abs for days and shit, like, like that's, that, that was a whole new body for her. And I wish she talked more about that sort of stuff. And about, but you know, Listen, it was fine for what it was. I really enjoyed it. I just wanted to hear Janet talk. <laughs> I wanted to hear someone who doesn't talk to us talk to us. And uh, I had very low expectations for what she was going to say about Joe Jackson and Michael Jackson. And she did not surpass them. So, but, you know, I don't need her to do that. Um, and like I said, my only issue, like for the Joe Jackson shit, I don't need her to ever do that. And for the Michael stuff, as long as there never comes out a time where it's like, yeah, Janet was driving little kids to Michael's house. Janet was in the room when so-and-so happened. Janet absolutely knew about this. Janet saw this with her own fucking eyes. Then I like, I don't need her to do anything. Like as long as none of those things happened, I don't expect much more from her, to be completely honest. Um, I love Mariah Carey, like talking about how she, how Janet Jackson was on that iconic Rolling Stone cover with her husband's hands over her tits, but we didn't know it at the time. Um, and Mariah being like, I, I was excited because I don't get to do stuff like that. You know, Mariah Carey. Guys, go listen to Mariah Carey's audiobook. <laughs> go listen. She's so fucking good. Um, yeah, you know, like, it, she is an icon status. And, and the girls do pretend to be her. Everybody's chasing her. All the all the pop all the pop dance girls. If you dancing, you chasing Janet. I mean, listen, Madonna's done a lot, right? And continues to do a lot with her face. But <laughs> let me stop. Let me stop. I don't. I like. It's fine. Whatever Madonna's doing with her face. I mean, she's earned it. Let her do. Let her do whatever the fuck she wants. I mean, not call people the N word on Instagram. But let her, let her do whatever she wants. But like, Madonna obviously danced to her like she, it's what she's, but like, the truth is when people, all those years, people would talk about how Britney, how was taking Madonna's footsteps, her inspiration was always Janet. Look at, like, 
there are articles and Twitter threads where you can see her co literally copying Janet's like costumes. She loved Janet. Um, Aaliyah, what Aaliyah was, you know, everybody's baby, and she and we people talk about her death as if as if she was going to cure cancer, and she died too soon. And you know who she was chasing when she was doing when she was when she was making those videos. She was doing those things. She was chasing Janet. Is what it is. Anyway, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was on Lifetime. I'd watch it. Like I, I, I would recommend people watch it. You know, if you get a chance, if you love a Janet like I do, if you love uh, R and B and pop and that, and uh, are nosy. <laughs> that's that's the reason I love documentaries, guys. I'm nosy. I've been nosy. Always gonna be nosy. Um, yeah, it was good. So one thing, uh, this week, uh, I got a guest Tomlin agreed to come on and talk about rock of love with me. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Tomlin, which is the only name you get from her because she is a teacher and she does not want you to find her. And, <laughs> but Tomlin recently got married. Congrats to Tomlin. Um, before we got on the episode, we talked uh, so one of the things, <laughs> one of the things you guys don't know is when, for most guests, when I get you on, I will talk to you for about 20 fucking minutes before we start recording about nothing. <laughs> like, like we just called the chit chat each other and Tomlin, what Tomlin and I talked about is how I always say I can pick her out in the lineup and I can't, I do not know what Tomlin looks like. When I see pictures of Tomlin, I always go, she's cute, but I never, I do not know what fucking Tomlin looks like. And so, but that's, that's an internet thing for me. Someone will tell me, uh, Kara was just saying something like, uh, saying someone's name and she was talking about them. And I was like, I don't know who the fuck that is. And then she said the Twitter name and I was like, oh, I know who that is because I, Sonia, Sonia, I have Sonia in my phone as her Twitter handle on under nickname. And so when she texts me or I text her, it comes up as her Twitter handle because I keep people on the internet. <laughs> I really like, there are people whose names I do not know. And all I associate with you is your profile pic. That's it. I just, it is what it is. Although I recently saw a picture, Liz took a picture she went to Troy's live show. Guys, Troy is fucking famous. This bitch is out here doing live shows. I could never and will never. But <laughs> the idea of people show of a large group of strangers showing up to a place to hear to look at me does not sit well with me. But I told you guys, Troy is the Julia Roberts of podcasting. And look at this famous motherfucker out here doing live show. Look. Troy. Anyway, Troy did that and Troy um and Liz and Tomlin went. Somebody else went. I don't remember. And I saw a picture of them and I was like, look at this. All my all my um all my invisible friends, imaginary friends all together. Look at this. Cute. And I looked and I was like, that's obviously Liz because she's white. And that's Tom because she's black. And that's Troy because he's a boy. <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm. Definitely. These are my people. I love these people. I hear them all the time. Listen to their voices all the time. And as soon as I stopped seeing that picture, I was like, I don't know what those people look like. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. I don't know what they look like. I don't know. They're my internet people. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but I was lucky to get Tomlin on. Um, and I hope you guys enjoy this show. And, you know. Oh, 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 oh. I want to make sure you guys know. So I remember on the Patreon, which is at patreon.com backslash buy pumpkin. I am going to... For the $5 a month uh, subscribers, I'm still doing Teen Mom. Um, I'm having a really good time with Teen Mom 2 Season 1. I am really fucking enjoying it. And you guys should come over and listen to those episodes. They're usually about two hours long. Two and a half hours long because I'm sitting there talking about the Real Housewives of Orange County for half of it. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, re, I'm re-listening to it. Uh, I'm re-watching the Housewives of Orange County. By the way, I'm on season 10, the the reunion, and I'm done. I will not watch Kelly Dodd. I will not watch Kelly Dodd. But season 10 is the, the season that Brooks fakes cancer. By the way, Megan King Eggmans shows up and puts her foot on these bitches' neck and will not let it go. It was refreshing. I Like, I'm not a... Listen, Megan King Eggmans... Something wrong with her. I don't know what it is, but something wrong with her. Um, for the moment she got on screen, it was obvious her husband hated her. It, she was incredibly involved with her stepkids in a way that, in, in her husband's ex-wife's cancer, in a way that was, like, unfortunate. Um, it just, it was off for me. Uh, when she was crying, saying she wished uh, she was the mother of the children of her stepkids, I was like... Like Jimmy, his second wife, Jimmy is, has, had been in a custody thing with her for a really long time. Do not get on TV and say that. This is like you don't even sound, you don't even realize what you sound like right now. That you wish that you were their mother, and like that sounds like you wish their mother didn't exist. That's and that is weird. Um, sure, did she make? Did she make her hus- her ex husband's? Her husband's ex-wife's cancer all about her? Absolutely. Was it weird watching her try to parent a 17-year-old when she was 30? And she'd be like, you need to do this and you need to do that. And where the fuck is Jimmy? Jimmy's in St. Louis? So the whole concept is this. Jimmy and Megan move back to the OC because Haley, who's 17, they're the daughter, wants to be closer to her mother. Her mother's dying of colon cancer. It's just like, there's just no other, it's, it's one of those things where they've tried everything and it's just like, she's dying. And I get that. But Jimmy has very, like two or three, maybe two, two or three very young children still in St. Louis. It doesn't make sense that they would move their entire house to the OC. But Haley's almost 18 years old. There, it doesn't make sense. Um... And then we find out Jimmy's job is still in, in St. Louis and he's there 40% of the time, excuse me, maybe 45% of the time and 55% of the time he's in, he has to fly back to the OC. It does not make sense unless you go, oh wait, Megan was going to be on the Real Housewives of OC. And they did this for that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, a lot of her scenes didn't sit right with me, but the fact that she brought a lot to the cast and she just came in there and put her fucking foot on their neck. She, you know, Shannon losing her shit because Megan King Edmonds called her um, on her private cell phone. Like, we all have private cell phone numbers. What the fuck are you talking about? 
and she got my number from someone. Okay, well, like, when Megan called you, you knew she was going to be on the fucking cast. And she literally asked, said, hey, didn't you host a party for this charity? I'm going to host a party this year and I wanted to get some information from you. And you acted like, I don't know what you acted like, but you acted out of fucking control, okay? And Megan never let her fucking forget it. Megan, <laughs> at one point, she, keep in mind, this is a year of, here lies Shannon Bedore. But <laughs> she's laying on the, this is that year. <laughs> um she's um meg like she she's like starting her so you guys you you know i don't hate heather and the more i watch her the less i the less i'm like i don't hate her i'm i'm gonna start the new season we'll see but heather heather uh in season 10 it makes it very odd heather's trying to produce herself and she is about halfway through season nine, she, it becomes very clear that she is giving practice speech is in the in the in the talking head. She's like very calculated about what she wants to be on camera. She's self-producing because you know she's a control freak. Get it? But that you can't be a control freak and be on um, reality TV. But one of the things people don't like about Heather is that she lectures and it seems like she seems like she like practices these in the mirror. You know, which I can relate to because by the time I have a fight with you, I've already practiced it six times. Like, I already know what I'm going to say. And if you say this, then I'm going to say that. Like, I've already workshopped our fight before we even starts. But, so I get it. But people don't like that. It, it makes it seem very rehearsed. And Shannon does it too. So Shannon's trying to give, like, a speech to Megan. And she's like, I will leave because blah, 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 blah. And Megan just goes, okay, leave. And, like, what she's trying to talk. And she's like, like, I can't believe you said for me to leave. Well, you said you were going to leave. Megan's so good. When she does not invite Shannon to her party, her charity party, she's a year one housewife and she does not, she just excluded someone. And I don't know if it's Tamara or Vicky that's like, you should, um, you should really, you should really, uh, invite Shannon because I think it's excluding her. MKE says, I think her behavior excluded her. <laughs> type of shit I wanted and the truth is the truth is guys if if Vicky had just been nice to Megan and not did her I'm about to fucking haze you shit because you're new and this is my show this is my show if she'd just been like hey Megan how's it going and just like talk to her um it's possible Brooks would have gotten away with faking cancer because Megan wouldn't have honed in on it I mean she she would because Brooks told her to stop asking questions about his cancer. And she's like, I will always ask questions about cancer until there's a cure. <laughs> like, who fucking says that? I will ask questions about everybody's cancer until there's a cure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, did she overstep a lot of ways? Yeah, she did. She did. Um, she took a big swing. And if she had missed, she would be forever known as a psycho, right? That's not a nice word. What's another word I can use? I don't know. I, I feel like psycho is the best word here. Uh, she would be forever known as the psycho who who was calling Newport Imaging to find out if you could think. Like if Brooks really had cancer, like if Brooks died of cancer during this season, like she would have never recovered from it. She took a big fucking swing. But 
she hit it out the fucking park. She was out there. She's calling Brooks's ex-girlfriend. She's checking with this doctor, checking with that doctor. Like she did a lot. Anyway, I'm in season 10. I'm at the reunion where Vicky shows up. Uh, I feel like she's pilled out because she's just very, she's just very like, I'm sorry. I lied. I did this. I did that. Yeah. That's, I'm still on that journey. Why am I talking about this? I don't fucking know why I'm talking about this. Guys, listen to me and Tomlin chit chat about Rock of Love. Later. Hey, Tomlin. Hey, princess. Thank you for coming on the show. Always lovely to be invited. <laughs> I know that you wanted to talk about my 600 pound life. People commission me for that all the time. They beg me to talk about my 600 pound life. Next time I will have you on because I know you're a scholar. Oh, thank you. Wait, have you done Penny's episode? Because if you have, I need to run and listen to it. Penny, what happened with Penny? Refresh my memory. Penny is the one who was making wontons in her bed and said that she could tell the calories of things just by looking at them. No, and I need to. <laughs> like, that's... like I, I will commission that and just so I can be on it and talk about it because that one is iconic. I feel like my 600 pound life now is full of a lot of drama. So we see a lot of people who are on some fuck shit, but like Penny was the OG of that. Like, mm. I want some wontons. <laughs> they looked good but like she was also making them from her bed which like really mm, didn't didn't make them super appetizing yeah i definitely remember this i remember <laughs> i definitely remember this Wait, who was sis that was frying the chicken in her bed one time do you remember that episode? i i can picture this but i cannot remember her name princess that was one of the scariest things i've ever <laughs> witnessed in my entire life like just the thought of like what if the like bucket yeah. of grease fell over is haunting yeah. me <laughs> yeah she would be burnt to a fucking crisp because <laughs> a grease fire is no fucking joke that fills me with a- actual terror like true dread can i i can't remember i can only picture her making the fucking chicken why was she making it from her bed she didn't have a child to make the chicken like the other people do Look, she was bed bound. She said that she enjoyed cooking. And I mean, I guess this was her outlet so that she could get her fix of. <laughs> and you know what? Just because you are 600 pounds doesn't mean you're not fucking picky. I say that as a like very particular person about things. Yeah. So I, I always just assumed it was like, no, I like the way I do it. Yeah. I Okay. I got you. I feel you. Because that is right. It... Thousand Island dressing and regular white bread and just making like ghetto Popeye's chicken sandwiches. It was very interesting. Oh, wow. I want some fried chicken. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm fucking hungry. Um, I asked you to be on the Rock of Love episode. I already knew you were going to be on the Rock of Love episode because I had asked you about like I, I, I think like earlier I said, like, do you watch Rock of Love? And you were like, bitch, why are you asking me this wild ass question? You know. <laughs> so of course I did. What first of all, how old were you? You were significantly younger than me. Uh yes. The flavor of love, rock of love era was definitely beginning when I was in middle school, but flavor of love came first, right? Yes. And so rock flavor of love is of like love, I remember being middle school. Yes. Yeah, right, so right. I would have been like a freshman in high school, like just finishing eighth grade when rock of love came out. I used to watch these shows with my mother, which is like probably part of what's wrong with me. <laughs> well, did she, you know, I was, I've been rewatching Real Housewives of OC and 
normally I don't care what my kids see on the TV. Like I don't purposely show them things, but like, and I'll explain anything to them. I mean, we watch fucking drag race together. It's fine. I like, ask me a question. I'll, I'll fucking lay it out for you. But, uh, we were at this sex party Tamara was having. And I was like, listen, (laughs) I've done a lot of questionable things as a parent. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to turn this off because there's a dick on the screen. There's like a, a dildo on the screen. And I just feel like, what's the purpose of me doing this? So did your mom, like when you, when you were watching this with her in like middle school, beginning of high school, was she ever like, maybe we shouldn't be doing this? Uh, well, one, I think it all began because when my grandmother was alive, my mom, my grandmother, and I would watch The Bachelor together. Mm-hmm. And these are just trashy versions of The Bachelor. True. And my grandma was a good Christian lady, so God rest her soul. When she passed away, we could watch trashy shit together. <laughs> and I think in a lot of ways, like once I hit adolescence, uh, my mom was a single mom. It was just me and her when my grandma passed away. So like she kind of viewed me as another adult from the time I was like 12, maybe. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, it puts other stuff I've told you into context, right? Yes, in the context, because you told me you have a close personal relationship with Brandy C's porn. Was it Brandy C or Brandy M? Brandy C. Right, that makes more sense anyway. (laughs) Brandy C. What? Did she do porn after the show or before the show? I actually don't know. I didn't hear about it until after that season had aired, but like, part of me thinks like why wouldn't it have happened before like she was on rock of love it's not like she was like in the priesthood i know like do you i can't get over how brett is like looking for a very specific woman that is not in this group you know what i mean like i'm like why would you if you were looking if you're looking at all because you know he's still back and forth his baby mama if you it, if you're if you wanted some school mom, why did we get this group of hot sluts? What is going on? I well because Brett also loves hot sluts because every second of the show that he's speaking, he's talking about something that turns him on. Everything turns this man on. Have you noticed that? Yes, everything turns him on. Today he had. I mean, I just think he's probably trash in bed. I think that because it's really Brett hard. Brett does have... not eat pussy. No, absolutely, absolutely not. not. And also, like, it's hard to have like good, like good wild sex when you're trying to keep your wig on and your bandana on. Okay, that was going to be my first question for you. So thank you very much for it. It's a wig, right? It has to be a wig. People are saying hair plugs. I enjoy the idea of him at the hair store getting a wig. So that's what I'm going with. It looks like he literally went to the beauty supply, though. Like, he didn't even buy it from an AliExpress vendor or anything. Like, there's you know, no lace on it. Like, the it's a party supply city where they got a sign that says you can only try on two wigs. Don't be coming up in here doing your montages and whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that one. <laughs> where all of the wigs are behind one of those, like, metal cases. And the yes. Korean man has to get it out for you. Yes. I love a beauty supply. A beauty supply is a very, is a cultural event. I was trying to explain to a white friend, like, how... There's all, there will always be all these signs in a beauty supply about shit you can't do. Like everywhere you look, it's like, don't even look over here because you can't do that. Can't. And then there's, then they always have pictures of people stealing. 
like to, they like to put the pictures up and stuff. I was trying to explain. I was like, this is like, and when I see that shit, I know I'm in a good beauty supply because <laughs> I know they're about their shit. You know what I mean? Honestly, yeah, I know that I can go ask the people questions and no matter what color they are, they have like deep knowledge of how to do like a quick weave. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be a little Asian man. that will be like, okay, let me explain. <laughs> this is good for a quick weave. Do you, what are you trying to do? You trying to, you trying to do some crochet braids? Come on, let me show you over here. Like he has deep knowledge of like what you need. I love that. Um, but I, I'm sure that it's probably some combination of hair plugs. I don't understand. I've said this before. I don't understand why he doesn't just cut it because it would be like an iconic moment, you know, instead of trying to hold on to this, what he used to look like. I don't, I don't get Brett's entire vibe though. So I think that's why he's not doing it. Cause I'm not sure that he gets what he's trying to do either. Um, so he looks saying, like he's in a cosplay constantly. <laughs> so you're saying like, you didn't like that leather jacket with the golden dragon on the back today? Oh, that brown <laughs> leather jacket. It literally yes. sent shivers down my spine with the floral like headband. Yes, it was the worst brown leather jacket, right? It's not like, like it, it was too long. It was the worst length. That length of jacket looks good on no people. Yeah, it was too long and it was like a medium brown. It wasn't that dark. It was, it was just like it was, it was very, uh, like I'm a mom in Utah and this is like my nice winter coat that I put on yeah it's it's the color equivalent of a dress that goes not to your knee but like to the middle of your shin you're like this is either too short or too long I don't this is not right like you you have to add more to it or, or bring it up he's I wonder you know you know they've got someone on set dressing him for this shit yeah and I feel like are they because we know that the purpose of these shows, The Bachelor, Flavor of Love, uh, Rock of Love, Shot at Love with Tila Tequila, all this shit. The, we're trying to humiliate the contestants. That's half sure. the fun. But like, did Brett not realize that he's also part of the joke? Because I think Flavor Flav did. But I, I think, think Brett Michaels is serious. I think Flavor Flav, I think their whole personas are very different. Flavor Flav, the jo- he is the joke you know, as the hype guy, as like, this, this is who he is. He's a mascot. Right. He's a mascot. And he's a person that like knows what his role is. And Brett is very serious about himself. Very serious. And I just like, I don't think Brett realizes that he's not super famous. Right. And that he's also like D-list. Like, I don't think he gets any of that right this second. No, not at all. And especially in this episode with the drama that unfolds, it's a little bit like hard to, we'll we'll get there because I have a comment, but I want to save it. Okay. So this episode, guys, this is the mud. What's it called? It's called Brett's first and first annual Brett's mud bowl. It's season one, episode five. It essentially starts with the night, the elimination before and it is, you know, Brandy M is, Brandy M is super cute. I don't like, I don't love her farting, shitting kind of like uh, personality, but she's super cute. Her little nose is cute. And she's got like this Midwestern accent that I'm really into. Um, and she is drunk. 
All right. She's drunk. She's all throughout the, she's like fucked up. And toe up. Toe up. And more than everybody else, because everybody's drinking all the time. That's all they do is feed you fucking liquor and shitty catered food. That's all they give you. And so everybody's a little drunk most of the time. But Brandy M is fucked up. And this is important because she's going to, she's going to wake up the next morning and be like out of it. Yes. And that's indeed what happens. Yeah. And so the next morning they get a little note saying, Hey, you're gonna have to play football because I really like football and I'm a big Steelers fan. Cause I am from Pittsburgh, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't understand sports, but I do try to, I like, I, it's hard for me to understand. I thought, and this is a dumb thought now that I'm saying it out loud. I thought that you could only be a fan of where you, of the people of the team of where you live. I really thought that for a very long time that like, if you were a fan of a team, not where you live, something was wrong with you. Ouch, I used to be a big Patriots and Celtics fans before I lived in Boston. And people would yell at me in Los Angeles all the time and be like, what? It's fucking so, Boston. So, I mean, yeah, I guess. Maybe is that I like a common thing theory. people think? Uh, I, it was definitely an unpopular opinion to not be a Lakers fan in Los Angeles. <laughs> but I think the Lakers are. Very, well, it might be special, extra special for the Lakers, but I think in general, because one of my most unpopular opinions that I've always said is that, like, I think it's stupid to be, like, ride or die for a team if you don't really fuck with the team just because it's, like, your city, you know? Mm. Like, if you know so your team saying. sucks or every player plays like a bitch, like, it, just because it's your city, why do you have to, like, be a big fan of that team? Like, I used to be a Lakers fan when I was a kid, but a lot of the players that I grew up watching, like, retired or switched teams. So after that, I was kind of like, eh, but people will say I'm a bandwagoner and a fair weather fan and blah, 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 blah. But then again, I did move to the city for my team, so I don't know. Well, I'm a hypocrite, really. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think you're a hypocrite. I think I don't understand sports. I want to, like, oh, I don't understand sports very deeply either. Before anybody gets any pitchforks out, like, (laughs) this is my ignorant opinion. Like, everything they were doing on this episode, I was like, I don't know what that is. I I don't know why they're doing that. I don't, this doesn't make any sense to me. And guess what? I don't even want to fucking know, because if I wanted to know something, I would Google it, right? I know all kinds of shit. I don't have no business knowing. Liz texts me about Bobby Brown doing something with biography. Uh, uh, doing something with Annie doing the biography thing. And I was like, I should be a consultant on this show. I know a lot about Bobby Brown. Why? Because I'm nosy and I wanted to know. So if I, I just want to be clear, do not inbox me, comment me, at me about football. Do not. I am going to block you. <laughs> I do not fucking care. So they, so they're all going to play football. They divide into fucking teams. One team is uh, Mia, Brandy M, Jess. Wait, let me ask you a question. How do you feel about Jess? As a person or her hair? (laughs) Talk about her hair first, please. Okay, because her hair is fucking sick and I like that shit. As a person- She looks like a pink porcupine all the time. 
I like she looks like a little anime character like she would have been like one of the main characters in Digimon or some shit I like that oh you're right I like her little and you know Brett is doing his like stuck in the 80s long hair bandana thing so I kind of like that she's kind of doing like a Cindy Lauper-esque but like 2000s e-girl type hair I like it I I dig it now do you like her hair better or worse than you like her better I think I think Jess is fine but I, I like her hustle and she seems to be motivated, but I feel like she might be too genuine for this. And I don't want to watch that, you know? Yeah, she is like, I find it so interesting when people are taking this whole thing seriously, because by the time we get to Rock of Love, we've had Flavor of Love. By the way, none of these girls have seen Flavor of Love. Not even the Black ones that were there. They've not seen Flavor of Love. And you know that well, and I know Because that. we know that... Um, Rock of Love is just flavor of love for the people who were too racist to tune into Flavor of Love. Right? Word, word. Felt like they couldn't watch the show because, like, oh, it's black people. I'll never relate to that. So exactly. they did the same exact thing with white women, and people were like, ah, yes, finally something that resonates with me. Yeah. So they. So like. And I know if- people watch both. If you watched both, you're a good person. You gonna go to heaven. <laughs> what if you watch? For the love of Ray J. <laughs> she smashed the homie. Everybody <laughs> who watched that. That's a, it was a moment heard around the world. I know. I used to sing that shit all the fucking time. All the time. But is now, Danger okay now? Because she I was don't... in a bad place after that show. Danger. Shit was coming out about Danger like every other day. And I actually don't know. She was like she... on the street at one point though. I hope somebody yeah. connected her to resources. Yeah, and she had a baby. Remember when she shows up to the reunion and Ray J is looking at her like, bitch, why you pregnant? <laughs> I know he was overacting, but I just thought it was so funny that he was like, no, 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 explain what's happening here. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm, I don't think I'll ever get to For the Love of Ray J. It's a very uh, niche topic, but I feel like if I went back now, I'd be like, dude, she had sex with like two people in LA that kind of knew each other. And now all of a sudden, and, and you tried to, and the third one tried to flirt with her. And now all of a sudden she's like a homie fucker. That's not, that's not true. Like, like they, we really, we really put on a lot for danger. We did, but also men have double standards that are absolutely insane when you like compare them to the lives that they're actually leading. So yeah. as much as I'd like to say, like, we've progressed a little bit since there, I feel like that could have easily become a storyline on something more modern, as long as it's the right two people. Oh, my god! Looking at you, love and hip hop. Oh, my goodness. You guys, I, if you do not remember, Danger had a, had a tattoo of a tiger on her face, and that's why he called her Danger. Which uh. was, you know, apt. I mean, well, someone who gets a tattoo on their face like that, I mean, they just, listen, they live in a different world than I live in. Look, and that's before, you know, SoundCloud rappers made it semi-normalized to just have tattoos on your that face. Is not, it has not been normalized. I have a baby girl above my eyebrows. Part of me, like, sometimes thinks about getting a face tattoo before I, like, come back to reality and realize that, like, I am an eighth grade teacher in Boston. Like, I'm, no. 
I, um, I left that in South Central Los Angeles. The chance of me doing that. <laughs> Thank fucking God. Um, she you don't know got... how I grew up, princess. <laughs> well, you told me you're on the golf team. So like, I have- I was well-rounded. <laughs> well, it turns out Danger was pregnant by Nick Cannon's brother. That's sad. I'm sorry. That is a fertile fucking family of men. I know. I know. What do you think Mariah Carey tells Nick tells them babies about Nick Cannon and all these fucking new kids that he's having all the time? Mariah Carey once tried to sue somebody for basically wasting her time by being in a relationship <laughs> with them. I'm sure she flat out says, looks in her kids' faces like, your father, <laughs> did you know that your dad? Oh my goodness. Probably just drops weird shit on them and just tells them like, yeah, let's sink in. <sighs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm off topic. Anyway, so so on one team, we have Jess. We have uh, Mia. We have Brandy M. And there was somebody else. Magdalena, right? And on the other team, we have Heather, Lacey, uh, Aaron, and uh, Sam. And Heather's like, you know, her and Lacey are the best bitches in the house. Okay. And Erin <laughs> can't see past her big boobs and Sam's an emotional mess so she feels like she's going to lose fine um, they do some football stuff there's a lot of it, it's tackle football by the way yes tackle football in the mud hence mud bowl I can't believe they, they have gone out of their way to make it as muddy as possible there's many children sprinklers on the field <laughs> To ensure that it is very wet and muddy and people fall in the mud a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they do a bunch of football stuff. Uh, Jess is- Wait, did you say you're surprised that it's tackle football? I'm surprised they let them do tackle football because I feel like in 2022, if we did this day, the insurance wouldn't cover it. They'd be like, no, you cannot put them in all this slippery. Who do you, who do you think you are, the challenge? No. <laughs> like, they're all okay, drunk? No. I see that angle of it, but like, what the fuck is the point of having the woman play football if they're not falling down into the mud and wrestling with each other in the mud, princess? Why else are we here? For people's clothes to fall off. Yeah, but it's more effective if we're tackling them out of them. I just feel like there's some suit that came down from the network that would be like, well, you're gonna, you, they can't tackle each other. They can't tackle each other. No, no, no. Yeah, they signed a release. They signed a release. Well, uh, so they tackle each other around. Nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. Jess is very athletic, though. She's running, she's jumping, she's doing all kinds of shit, which shocked me. I didn't think Jess was going to be, you know, I don't know. She doesn't give off like athletic to me. That's how much she loves Brett. Like she really was ready to okay. ride or die okay. for this man. Okay, Tomlin. I'm not gonna, you're not gonna get on this fucking show. <laughs> And claim to me that a 22-year-old woman is in love with that like bag of skin. And she's hot, okay? I'm, <laughs> I'm shocked that any of these, most of these women do not have to compete for men that are in this. Like, most of these women get hit on everywhere they go. Even the ugliest one in there. Who, who's the ugliest one, I would say? Lacey. 
probably. Really? I think Lacey's. Who do you think's the ugliest? This is a Sam very looks like question. a baked potato. <laughs> Her face looks like a. It's the same shape as a spud. Okay, now that you say that, it's a race to the bottom for Lacey and Sam. That said, Lacey I don't looks fine. She just looks like she's mm, hit a crack pipe in her life. There's something there. Maybe I'm maybe I'm confusing what she looks like with her personality. Maybe well, that's yeah, because the personality is ugly. Yeah, but even baked potato Sam, I'm sure can go places and get hit on. The type of places oh, yeah. she goes. And so, like, all of these women are here, quote unquote, competing. And I just find it so interesting that, like, that if the tables were turned, unless they were at a festival where Brett Michaels is playing, that Brett would be having to compete to impress them. You know what I mean? Like, unless he's in his element, like, he can't, I don't think he swings these type of girls. No, if they were like dropping off their little cousin at elementary school and Brett was also dropping off his kids and trying to like talk to them about getting coffee, they would be like, ooh. Yeah, exactly. Gotta run. Yeah. So so I'm just not going to let you get on this fucking show and tell me that Jess is fueled by the love for for a man she hasn't had alone time with. She hasn't been on a date. This is the sixth episode. She's still here. They haven't spent a, a, a moment alone this entire time. I don't know what motivates anybody on these shows, though, to be honest. Unless I tell myself that happy lie, like, I guess clout and attention is one thing, but I, um, I am just not motivated to have people look at me in that way. Club hosting, or ever. money. I don't exist. Like, don't acknowledge me. I don't know. As soon as, like, I have to compete for anything, I don't want it, so... That's just me. Like, uh, we're supposed to be refinancing our house. And my husband's like, well, they want to know about like our income. I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. They ask you too many questions. They want, they want documents. I don't want that. Like, I, I'm just a person that immediately, as soon as something gets a little bit, a little, I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. So I can't imagine still being, and especially if he would have said we had to play foot, football, right? So now I have to get in these outfits and come out here. I like, to be, why am I even saying this? I would have been on the risers the first day when they when they were like, you, 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 you don't get in. That's where I would have been. So, like, I don't even know why I'm talking like I could have gotten the house. I don't even know why I'm saying that. But still. Uh, I think, um, you know what? There's also the chance that Jess is just a competitive person and doesn't want to be on TV being on, like, this losing-ass team of, like, misfit mm-hmm. toys. Okay. Like, if I, I don't want to be, like, the only one on this team of the broken bitches who can't do anything. So let okay. me, let me, like, try to hustle. You grab the ball and run. How hard is it? You're right. You're right. Heather's also good. I think Heather's the only person that knows anything about football. Yes. And Heather is kind of a force on the field. Like, she's <laughs> running through them like a brick wall. Like, I believe Heather played lacrosse. The way she was like, good I game. I could see that a rugby, like women's <laughs> rugby, maybe like water polo, like something. Yeah. I like Heather is like very athletic. And then at one point her clothes get ripped off. And I, do you think that was on purpose? I like, like, is this early enough in the 2000s that we were still wearing breakaway pants? Like how did that happen? 
like her clothes rip her pants rip and but i mean i don't think any of these women necessarily shop at places and buy quality clothes especially heather right but also so these i could believe that she them. got those at like a white rainbow <laughs> the producers probably got them at wait, you wait, know the wait. rainbows in the white neighborhoods i was about to say what the fuck is a white rainbow <laughs> Princess, they got rainbow in white neighborhoods. No, they, they don't. just have different stuff in them. No, they on don't. God. I swear Talk. to fucking God. I swear in California, and you can go up to some of the white desert towns and they have rainbow there. I swear. Yeah. They put a rainbow like in this shopping center that has like a target we sometimes go to. And I was like, oh shit, there's a rainbow over there. And my husband was like, you don't want to go on the rainbow. And I was like, bitch, not now that you're saying it like that, but I did want to walk over there because nostalgia, I wasn't going to buy anything, but I used to love a fucking rainbow. I was broke, bitch. So <laughs> I like to go buy like earmuffs and shit at rainbow. Like, I wanted to go I in there. I did buy a whole ass outfit, but sometimes like the accessories and stuff when I want to stay modern. <laughs> okay. So they got these outfits at the white rainbow. <laughs> which is a new term for me and so you're thinking it's cheap anyway and it, so it definitely happened like you don't think heather like cut her pants a little bit so they rip because i was like ah i just feel like it's so heather you know that her pants come off and she's in there Brett did like, comment that like heather can't keep her clothes on in any of these things so maybe she really was just like gnawing at the seams with her teeth when the producers <laughs> were like okay go in the trailer and put this on yeah she's just tearing at the seams real hard oh she's tackling people she's bumping people she's doing like Heather, this ain't Heather's first go around. And when her pants come off, she's in the mud. She's still getting the ball and shit. And what it comes down to is that like, uh, I guess Jess makes more touchdowns. Her team makes more touchdowns. Jess makes them. And so her team wins. Jess gets the MVP. Well, w- hold on. Jess rips off Lacey's ankle at some point, right? oh my god they show it over and over again in slow-mo and the way that she fell on her ankle looked painful and they add like this crunch sound effect but it's like that's probably what it sounded like if you were closer yeah and, and she i don't think she was faking on the ground no because she wasn't like crying and whining and like being like oh my god i broke my ankle she was saying like fuck oh my god it hurts shit <laughs> like you could tell she was trying to be cool in her voice but like breaking a little bit yeah so she has to sit out and so they take somebody out of on jess's team and that's brandy m because brandy m is still fucked up from the night before she might still be drunk probably and she's probably that drunk where like the hair of the dog's only going to make it worse but like mm-hmm. the alcohol working its way out of your system feels worse yeah it's like so they have her sit out so i guess this is why i didn't understand so jess becomes the mvp the other women on the team so jess gets a date the other women get a date i thought that when they made brandy sit out she couldn't go on the date but then suddenly she goes on the date i feel like they were just making up shit as they went along right they didn't expect lacy to like almost die like exactly what you said was gonna happen that somebody was gonna get hurt and it would be a liability happened. And they were kind of just like, oh, just say some shit. But then when everybody was getting ready and getting into the van, they were like, not, there wasn't a list. They weren't checking names. Yeah. 
<laughs> you think Brett even remembered saying that? Like, he's saying lines. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Also, wait, one comment about this football game. Can I make? Yeah. There was one point in a talking head where Brett was like, oh, like, I, I love playing football and I need a girl who loves to play football. And it's just really good to get out here and play with them. Brett was not playing. He was no. like calling out plays and then like tossing the ball like underhand to somebody and then like quickly moving to the sidelines and watching yeah so I was just like what kind of delusional activity is this like Brett you look like you have bad knees I don't believe that you actually are going to be playing football unless it's like in the yard with your children I thought I was gonna say it looks like he has a bad back like doesn't that believe probably both those things right why not He, he was like I looked him up on Wikipedia and I was actually shocked to learn that he's like not yet 60 because I swore I thought he was my mama's age when I was watching this. Yeah, he's, he's, I'm in like eighth grade watching this dead ass thinking like he's peers with my mom. Like, yeah, he's like 50. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. He just seems like the type of person that like when it's going to rain, his back acts up. He just seems like an old dude. And uh, he can feel it coming in like his joints and his elbows he's like yeah. it's gonna be cold this winter yeah exactly um so they leave they go back to the house um something i can't remember let me look at my notes because i like i took loose notes on this but the next big thing that's happened is that I think that, oh yeah, I, I wrote down like when they get out of that fucking stretch Hummer and they're filthy and broken and all muddy and they probably smell bad. I was thinking, I don't, I would hate to be the person that has to detail that bitch when it goes back to whatever rental place they got this shit from, you know? Oh my gosh. I was also thinking about like the poor maintenance people who probably have to clean the bathrooms, like how muddy and like when you clean the drains, it's like a bunch of women and you're getting all that hair out of the drains and it's caked with mud. Ugh. Oh my goodness. Yeah. They probably have a housekeeping crew come through every now and then. Otherwise that place will look like who's going to, who's going to put away all these uh, red solo cups. They, <laughs> they leave everywhere, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, so Jess is going on our date. She's like nervous. She's like, I never get nervous, but I'm really nervous. Is it possible? Is it because an old man is taking you away somewhere who you are not attracted to? That might be part of it, Jess. That might be it. Is it? Is it because you're also on like a weird competition television show where you just had to tackle like six other bitches for an hour to win this date? Like, is it that because, would give me a weird vibe. Also, is it because you tried out for this shit on a fucking whim? And we're, and we're like, what the fuck? When they called you back and were like, we need you to get in LA at this time, fill out this paperwork. <laughs> and you just hear on a fucking humbug. It might be what a weird, weird experience. And then the date, as I watched it, like when I was a teen and I watched Rock of Love, I definitely didn't watch it as closely as Flavor of Love. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. It was more of a thing where it was on. Like, you put it on on on-demand as a background thing while you're doing your homework. Yep. So I didn't have, like, a very intimate memory of this, which was why this episode was fun to watch. And, like, watching more of it is really fun to watch. It's also, like, I don't know about everybody else, but it's free for me on Amazon Prime, which was really cool. Oh, I've been watching it like. Uh, yeah, I can. Ho- I saw that it was on Hulu too, but I've just been hopping around on Prime, and it's been like a real fun journey. But like seeing that uh, date was like something uh, out of a fever dream. 
like the montage yeah. way they showed it was so weird. Oh, I think I know why they did that. I think that all the com they wanted us to, this is this is edited well after the show's over. And then I mean they kind of decided on chess, but but it, but at that by the time this is edited, they know it's chess. I think their conversation was boring and would not make you believe that they were like had a connection. So instead of, sh- they played music over it and voiceovers as they're looking at each other and, and like, so it makes it seem more romantic than it actually was. I totally believe that's the reason, but that doesn't make that shit any less weird to watch. <laughs> it was like, it was almost trippy to watch. Cause I was like, what the fuck is this? When he like, hops down off the bar after like playing that song on the guitar and okay. they put it in like slow motion that was weird, for <laughs> it was weird. so for those who did not watch what happens is jess goes to a restaurant alone and when she gets there there's a little tiny table with two seats and then in front of a stage and brett comes out and he says i'm not good at dating but i know what i'm good at and he, he sits down with his fucking guitar and sings a song that i believe was available for purchase that they played throughout the rest of the fucking day. And I want to know, Tomlin, how do you not die when a man sits down and plays a guitar and sings directly at you? How is that possible that you don't, like, I don't believe I could have sat there in a moment where someone is playing a guitar directly at me. I have yet to experience that in my lifetime. And I think I'm just for the better for that. Like, I don't know what I would do. Although one time um, when I was a camp counselor and there was a camper who had a very big crush on me, he performed a song and dance for me. Oh, and I think a song and dance might be almost as bad as song and guitar. I think it Um, might be worse because of the dance part. Um bad dancer but just the acoustic him singing his song while we are at like camp on top of like you know a rock cliff of a mountain (laughs) was a lot it was a lot it was also sunrise so this is how I'm starting my day Uh, so my solution there was that I I laughed all the way through it because I am not a good person like I'm gonna go no it wasn't even nervous laugh it was it was a full-on just like hearty belly laugh but I was 19 and this person was 15 so I don't feel bad about it like I was laughing at a child it was just I was laughing at someone who should have known better than to do this oh yeah (laughs) I don't think I can survive this but I guess like just survives it and they just go they just talk and they basically, the only conversation we actually hear is them explaining why neither, no one should date either one of them. She is 23. I said 22. She's 23. Every person she's ever dated has cheated on her. Which and the last one was, also sounds kind of like a red flag. Right? Like every person, you've never, 23 is so fucking young. And I apologize. if I just saying 23 is really fucking young. And so I know, and I know people count high school as like serious relationships. There's got to be a few things that happen in your high school relationship for me to consider it serious, but I mostly don't consider high school serious at all. 
And so, like, if we didn't date, if we dated before I was 25, you're a childhood friend. Yeah, d- word. Like, this is so young. So when she's like, I'm 23 and every person I've ever dated cheated on me, I'm like, well, how many people have you dated? Are you about to tell me like three? Because that's not a good sample size, babe. Uh, like, if I, I feel like at 23, I, I dated like a lot of different types of people. A lot, a lot, a lot of different types of people. And so, like, there's nothing I could have said that was the same out of all of them. I just feel like her sample size is really small. And she's too young. Like, first, she's way too young for him. Way too young. Um, no, let me put that better. He's too old for her. I'm, there's nothing there wrong go. with her. Yeah, no, she's on a fine trajectory. Brett is old and gross. Like you said, he is you said bag of bones he is a bag of skin to me like every part of his body looks so loose i know which like i mean if you put a fucking microscope on me you could probably say the same thing but i feel like it at least it it looks a little tighter when he's outside taking her to the car and he's got that bandana and that shirt and stuff on i'm like i wish if i were walking by this i'd be like what the fuck is that man doing to that lady (laughs) like to that girl that's what i probably would have said Everybody else is watching out for the human traffickers at Target, but I'm looking for the old, creepy <laughs> former rock stars. And yelling out, watch out, he's got you, he's following you. Oh my God, that's, they don't, well, they don't look like they belong next to each other. No, it looks very much like, this is my cool uncle. Yeah. My dad's brother was always the cool brother. That's why I like to hang out with him. <laughs> He sucked me a beer. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. They look terrible together. But according to this show, they want me to believe that they had such a connection. Mostly because all I heard uh, Brett say was when she said that the last one cheated with her best friend. He was like, oh, that would be terrible. And that's that's pretty much all they talked about. Yeah, they both just aired out all their stuff and also Brett like, you know, bragged about his rag- rags to riches story for most of it. <sighs> Talking about how, you know, he left Pennsylvania in his little van and, you know, uh, Jess is awkwardly laughing at the a story. story. Like, yeah. A story uh, he's yeah. told a million times. Cool. He definitely it's did just, it on the behind the music. It is nauseating to watch and the lack of chemistry is like astounding but the fact that just feels like something about the way she presents feels a little bit genuine after this where she seems to be like kind of a little bit into it and it's like girl as on the prize like well we're, we're trying to get a playboy spread out of this or something <laughs> like not brett michaels well um i like the way she styled her hair for her date and so <laughs> it stopped looking like sonic the hedgehog I didn't like. I, don't I also liked it for the date too. I I just like the pink um little. It's not even like yeah. the TikTok hair that girls have right now. It's just yeah. like a kind of a random diagonal, yes, even splotch of pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's it's part not... of what makes me like it. The fact that it looks like she did that in her bathroom while she was kind of drunk before she was gonna go out that night, like makes me like it more. And she's a hairdresser. Yeah, that's probably why she thought she could do it when she was like a little twisted. 
kind of came out fucked up, but she was just kind of like, yeah, because this is no shade at all to a lot of hairdressers I know, but people with some of like the craziest hairstyles I've known have been hairdressers because like you have all the shit. Like, why not experiment? (laughs) You know more than anybody that hair grows. Like, you help people like fix their ruined hair all the time. Yeah. I also think this is the first time, like, she's sitting there. I think she's the first, it's the first time I was like, oh, Jess is really fucking beautiful. Like, I knew she was, but like, sitting like the lighting was good <laughs> she just looked really fucking good um she looked good she has a nice body too she like she's hot like i like her that's why i said like even the hair like i like it they call her skeletor i she she looks good to me i don't know i yeah she looks good see it in a really diverse range of things but especially like this is the 2000s and stuff like they're calling her skeletor like that's not what was in at the time exactly exactly Aiden and spectating she says Brett's a good kisser. No. <laughs> Brett has no lips. <laughs> well, she says he he's looks a good like, kisser. He looks like a Muppet. Like, I feel like Elmo is a better kisser <laughs> than Brett. Wait, no, I'm sorry. Elmo is four years old. One of the <laughs> older I was about to tell. I was like, well, he's a child. So. The count. He's of age, right? Yeah. Like the count is legal. I feel like the count's 100 years old. So yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, um, Jess is all in at this point and she's been like nervous before, but she's all into it. Um, one thing we need to talk about is back at the house, like Aaron calls home to call her job to check in. And I'm like, if I were on a leave of absence to go on this dumb show, the last thing I would do is call my motherfucking job, right? And so she's just calling her job for fun. And she talks to her boss and her boss goes, that guy's coming in soon, blah, blah, blah. You know, the one that sings sexy back. Like he doesn't even know Justin Timberlake's name, by the way. <laughs> and Aaron's like, oh man, I want to go and but she's in like the phone room the phone room is not a room no it just has a curtain so you can hear everybody's conversation that's so awkward yeah so like everyone hears her being like man I'm gonna miss Justin Timberlake who is by the way ramen head Mussolini he's the worst okay and I don't think every I like I think there was a very small section of people who thought he was the worst at this point. This is during sexy back. All right. So he is like a big fucking deal. He isn't remember he was black during like, I love you. Right. Um, then he I'm got light stuck on fucking on. You said ramen noodle head Mussolini. And like, <laughs> I'm really still stuck back there and you're trying to introduce new stuff. Like, <laughs> You didn't even give me a chance to fucking breathe. He's so, he's the worst. I think he ruined Jessica Bill's career. I think he makes it, I think like, you see, she can't even go on a red carpet. Not that she's interesting or anything, right? But she can't even go on a red carpet. <laughs> Not that this is like apology for Jessica Biel. <laughs> right. I like, but just I just want to be clear. I don't know that Jessica Bill would be anything if Justin Timberlake wasn't in her way. But he's in her way all the same. He won't let her do interviews. He's he's always like pranking us. He's the worst. He's like being married to fucking Will Smith, being married to fucking Ashton Kutcher, the worst, okay? And 
basically killed Britney. <laughs> I know, I know she's still alive, but she he killed Britney, the 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 young part of Britney, and then he ruined Janet, Janet Jackson's life. He's horrible. And then as soon as the 2016 election happened, this motherfucker throws us a camo immediately after the results came back and was like, "I'm just a hometown guy. I'm going in the woods. I'm white." I know I've been black for many years. I've been saying I've been black for many years, but bitch, I'm white. And that's, it was like when Buckwild said, when, when Flav said, where'd your accent go, Buckwild? That's exactly, it was jarring, just like that. I didn't like it. But yes, Justin <laughs> Timberlake was huge at this time. He was a big huge. deal. I feel... I feel for Aaron fucking calling her job because I'm sure number that house is boring as shit. This is before oh. smartphones even existed. So if you didn't have a TV, you don't have a computer. There truly was nothing to do in the world. These bitches You're weren't right. getting the New York Times delivered. I'm calling her lame and shit. You're right. She's, she's just like on the phone. She's always serves with her fucking friends that she goes and drinks with after they do dinner service. Their boss is probably two years older than them. Who's like the shift manager and just like you know three of the three of the five waitresses that work on that shift yeah yeah and like everybody's dated everybody and they're all on coke afterwards you know the life of like being a server and she's young and partying and trying to fuck brett michaels like i'm sure her work free is probably a fun bunch so i feel why she would have wanted to call them and Brett Michaels having the nerve to be somehow offended that she seemed mildly interested in being Aaron's able to like meet 25. Justin Timberlake. Aaron's like 25. Why wouldn't she be interested in Justin Timberlake? Okay, because he was like, oh, like, who are you here for? Like, you're, you're, you would rather be with Justin Timberlake than be with him. And it's like, Brett, anybody on earth would have rather been with Justin Timberlake than you. Like, I, I why are you confused about this? Like, you're calling her a star fucker as if you were a star, Brett Michaels. Yeah, that's a fair point. what the premise of your own show is. If she were were a real star fucker, she wouldn't be here. That's the truth. (laughs) Superhead never went on Flavor of Love. Superhead didn't have to. Superhead had Flavor of Love exactly my point exactly (laughs) superhead the way she describes in her book i give all i give all my love and energy and i receive his no he he just nutted like that is not what she that's the way she talks she's like and then and then meanwhile you're like the, the scene you're describing this this cosmic energy you are sucking ja rule's dick in front of like all his friends i guess like that's but yeah superhead wouldn't have gone on flavor love at all hmm. well anyway jeff uh aaron and her big ass circus tits are really upset about this and lacy yeah. overhears actually do you think what do, what do you think aaron's sorry she's gonna miss tips the ability to have sex with justin Timberlake, like maybe or she just thinks it would be more fun to be in her club that night when he's there hanging with like her coworkers and everything and doing that than it is sitting in this house watching Brett go on dates with other people. I'm not even 
think it has to be an either or like number one I'm sure it would be more fun but let's pretend that she actually does like think this Brett Michael shit is fun and you know she's having fun partying and like being on tv and being like oh I wonder which part they'll broadcast but like I don't know I am not a person who like wants to seek out celebrities and meet and like chill with like my fave or whatever but I think a lot of people are and I think it could be cool to be like oh this guy has like a big number one single right now and he's coming he's probably gonna like buy mad drinks the table's probably gonna be fun full of like interesting people and stuff yeah. and like they might have like a party and it might be like fun energy like having a little banter with them you know maybe if I make a good impression he'll like want to fuck with me or something or leave me a big tip like okay okay yeah so if you're like in that kind of scene and you're working in a place a high uh, scale place where celebrities are coming like why wouldn't you like it you know seems fun yeah and it's certainly more fun than hanging out with Lacey Yes, because also the people in this house are not stars. <laughs> True. So Lacey they, over here is her. a star fucker, but these people want to fuck Brett Michaels. They're Brett Michaels fuckers. Like they're not the same. Ugh. So Lacey here overhears her and goes upstairs or some other place to tell Heather about it. Heather is in the midst of writing an 80-page letter to Brett about what the fuck was that and why were all the pages so wrinkled it looked like the founding fathers had written that letter <laughs> it did like the declaration of independence but she was, was it like parchment paper was she writing on him like i feel like she had that paper a really long time like she'd been like rewriting and writing this fucking letter and lacy tells her about aaron and and, and heather's like oh that's going in the letter <laughs> this love that she's crafting um ba- oh my gosh and it's just like i don't know if this is a thing when you went to school but when i was in high school shit lists were a thing i guess kids just bully each other on social media nowadays but we used to have to put it on paper <laughs> somebody had to get on microsoft word <laughs> before google docs before g suite <laughs> you had to get on microsoft word and type out a list of different people and the reasons that like you were making fun of them or talking shit about them I mean yeah and it just that's what it gives me that's what Lacey was writing she was writing a shit list yeah that's exactly it was like a rock of love house shit list yeah and except she wants to give it to Brett now I like this happens a lot in that uh people on these types of shows people there's always one person that's like I need to tell you what the other women are saying and if I were there I would not find that in in like endearing i would be like you're tattletale you know what it's because i got five kids i'd be like you tattletale ass bitch like (laughs) you know i think that is a normal reaction to have about it because that's that's crazy right like we're on a television show and it's like a competition show but like what are you doing (laughs) yeah every time i see you you're talking about the other girls in the house so i feel like so Heather is too much of a friend to Brett. I the Heather Heather is a pick me. This is a pick me show, but she's an ultimate pick me. And pick me's are desperate, and it's why they don't usually get picked as as hard as they be working to get fucking picked. And I feel like when she started put herself in this position of like, I'm your best friend. I'm looking out for you. Let me tell you about the other girls. I feel like she pushed herself out of 
running for the fucking for the for the crown because she is too much of a friend to him put in one of that one of the guys type categories yeah i mean just as like you know the cute like little lady more so yeah just and listening like, to his boring stupid stories and giggling and like being like oh you left pittsburgh in a van oh my god wow <laughs> um when brett gets the letter it's the next morning so we know brett doesn't sleep there so I don't know, Heather pushed it underneath the door and a PA picked it up and was like, okay, let me get this for when when Brett gets here for this call time. And he's pissed, he says. And Heather thinks it's about her, but it's not. He's pissed. He is so triggered by Justin Timberlake. So triggered by the fact that Aaron, he says, is always talking about some celeb. And I was like, I feel like this is the first time that she said anything. And it was literally somebody else who brought it up and she didn't, she literally was like, oh, shucks. Yeah. I wish I could be there to party with you guys. Like the most mild comment. Yeah. And never said a thing about it as far as we know, again. Yeah. She didn't mention it to the other girl who was literally just kind of like, damn, I'm from a major city and I'm locked inside of a weird competition house in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. with a bunch of other women women who don't like me to compete for Skeletor. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, why wouldn't I miss, like, my fast-paced lifestyle being, like, a server, bartender, whatever? Yeah. I was just thinking about how, like, when I used to look for jobs when I was younger, they'd always be, like, fast-paced environment. And I'd be like, why would I want that? I'm tired. Like, I don't want to go anywhere fast. <laughs> like it just it just means that you're gonna be yelling a lot you're gonna like make me do a lot of stuff no thanks <laughs> anyway but I don't like it Aaron actually likes that shit so um but you know Brett's eating this all up and he's just like sick of fucking Aaron um he thinks she has a boyfriend or or is in love with somebody because she told him that she was supposed to get married in May and Heather went back and was like she's got a wedding plan for me. <laughs> and so he's, he's sick. Of, he's done with her. It's very obvious he's done with her. In fact, when he goes on a date with the three women, it's Mia, Magdalena, and um, Brandy, he's still talking about, <laughs> about Aaron. See, and this is what I don't like about Brett. Brett is messy. And yes. he's some shit about like, what's not going to happen is I'm not going to get played. And it was just like, what are you talking about, Brett? This is paranoid. It is not making you seem like you're less likely to get played. It makes you seem like you're more likely to get played because you're insecure. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's it's he's like, like, you're mad that Justin Timberlake is a bigger star than you, but I'm sorry that your music career hasn't been relevant for the past 20 years, bro. Like, you knew this when you signed up for the show. Why are you why are you doing this? The last time he was relevant was in the early 90s. And I mean like 1990. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't even look this up. What? He was in Poison? Yes. I always get it. I'm, Which I'm actually, was not a band that I was alive to appreciate. I bet. 
I bet. I mean, you were much younger, but I don't remember Poison either, and I'm a lot fucking older than you. I mean, I don't rem- like remember it. Like, I, you know what I remember it from is I love the '80s on fucking VH1. That's what I'm remembering. I'm not actually remembering the show. I mean, the 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 band. The band. I'm trying to look at their disog discography. Okay. I only I remember distinctly when Rock of Love was supposed to start coming on and I saw it was Brett Michaels. I specifically knew him as like, oh, he's like an old rock star. He was yeah. like already in that category for me where it's like, yeah, this is an old guy that used to make rock and roll music. Yeah, I would never have been. And it was just like, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, and keep in mind, I was a VH1 honey, okay? I used <laughs> I used to watch fucking vh1 all the fucking time so i don't know man the uh, look what the cat dragged in is their first one was in 1986 uh the last thing they did was in it looks like 1990 was the height and then they did a couple of like they did a few more albums but not like big selling albums when is oh, sorry i'm sorry i'm doing this on air but i want to know when every rose has its thorn was big because that's when they were selling selling out fucking arenas. Yeah, and that's pretty much the one that I know. I'm well, not even gonna sit here in front, babe. It was it was released October 12, nineteen eighty eight. Brett, you have no reason to be out here mad at Justin Timberlake unless you are upset that he's ruined Jessica Bill's career. That's all. Like that's the only reason you then you could sit with us. Yeah. Like you don't like your big thing was in was in like the late 80s. Stop it. So, but you know, he says it's like if it wasn't Justin Timberlake, it would be De Niro. It would be like he's what he's saying he is said that De Niro. It's just like, I don't know, the delusion. It runs so deep. I know, but also. I used to know this girl and she, we were doing something and they had to name a celebrity and she said, Melissa Joan Hart. And I said, when did you die? Because like, why is your reference so fucking old? Why is they just name any celebrity? And the one that came to her (laughs) mind was Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, babe. And this was like, it was like, like Sabrina, the teenage witch. Yeah. This is like in 2009. I was like, wait. <laughs> and that's what I feel. It's not like, like Robert De Niro is always going to be like famous. But the way he said that was very much like yesteryear stars. You know what I mean? It's like if somebody, if, if somebody right now were to name a celebrity and they'd be like George Clooney. Okay. Yeah. He is a celebrity, but that's not a relevant, he's not very relevant to today's like pop culture. And what I'm saying though is like Brett has no references and he thinks he lives in the past in a lot of ways. And and he probably thinks of Justin Timberlake as a kid, like the Mickey Mouse Club kid, because he's frozen in time. Yeah, but Justin Timberlake's the same age as most of these bitches in his house. He's probably exactly, older. but you know that this is like you know that logic doesn't line up in the head of a guy who really thinks that he's genuinely pulling. Yeah. These twenty-something-year-old women. Yeah. One time, yeah. I I used to date a guy, and 
he was in his 30s when in his mid to late 30s when I was in my mid 20s and I remember he would say to me like relatively often that he still looked like he was in his 20s and that when people see him they mistake him for being in his 20s and I would always tell him no they don't nobody (laughs) thinks that that's that's not I'm in my mid-20s we don't look the same age like you you can let him live you couldn't let him live he was a 36 princess he did not (laughs) look like he was in his 20s he didn't he looked he was handsome but no he didn't look like he was in his 20s I also feel like people that's why he was dating my 24 year old ass because like (laughs) he was living in his own world where all of that made sense you know I feel like people who say stuff like that a lot, like, you don't have to say that. <laughs> like, if you actually look like you're in your 20s, people would say it for you. We would say, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I, I just, <laughs> listen, so Brett says that he, he thinks Aaron thinks he's going to be a notch in her belt, but he's the notcher. He makes the notches. <laughs> That was the other thing that was just like, who are your notches exactly, Brett? What stars have you been with, Brett Michaels? I think he means all those people who used to smash in 1988 when they came to the show. But who were they models? Would we know them? Oh, he's had sex with Pamela Anderson. They have sex tape. We know that is. Yeah, it's one of the lesser sex tapes, isn't it? No, wait. She has more. She has one with Brett Michaels. Also, there's a catalog. (laughs) <laughs> yes it's a lesser well, he's known not one. Even, he's not in the blockbuster one so no, <laughs> no you don't get to claim like at a lesser known <laughs> sex tape with somebody who had a really famous that's like if somebody else came out and was like in 2005 i had a sex tape with kim kardashian like who cares but tomlin he was in a relationship with pam anderson a a name we know that i will acknowledge that one i will accept that However, like that's his only notch. He said he makes notches. You who were the other ones? You won't even let him have that. <laughs> You're like, no. I no. let him have it. He has a notch. Okay, but let he me said see. Notches, but and he accuses her of wanting to fuck De Niro. It sounds like she's doing better at this game, and that's why he's mad. <laughs> I'm not gonna side with the heterosexual man. I will not do it. I'm trying to see other people he's dated, but I just got stuck on Wikipedia where it says. Brett Michaels has a line of pet clothing and accessories called Pet Rock, sold at PetSmart. And I just found that to be very funny. Um, <laughs> who, is, who has Brett Michaels dated? I'm trying to see if there's anybody else famous on there. Watch uh, Gita be up in here, um, Brigitte Nielsen. <laughs> she's been, I mean, she's they been. were talking about the surreal life. Who did they say she was trying to fuck on the surreal life? Nick Carter? no vanilla ice oh vanilla ice girl the, i'm looking at this and they just like are ice is ran through is that even a big deal vanilla ice is for anyone i just first of all let me just take a breath here because you just said vanilla ice is ran through that's what you just said <laughs> Is that problematic are we not saying that anymore <laughs> no no but it's just like Oh, he he fucked Miley Cyrus's mama. Okay. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? Brett Michaels or Vanilla Ice? Brett Michaels. But I just find that, like, when we got on this call, 
I did not expect to hear Vanilla Ice's ran through at any point. <laughs> but um, yeah, Miley, he's had sex with her mom. I but we don't know. I don't even know her name, so I don't think I'm gonna count that. Um, I feel like that means Miley Cyrus's mom has a type. <laughs> yeah, Billy Ray and Brett Michaels. There's a lot of crossover there. You're right. You're right. I'm not so, knocking her. I mean, she seems to be doing fine. She's, yeah, she's doing fine for herself. So Brett takes the women to shoot guns. And I LOL'd when I saw, like, <laughs> he said he needs a woman that can shoot things up and be, like, I just was like, what is this? <laughs> Every time there's a new activity, Brett describes a new type of woman that he wants. <laughs> And also everything is a turn on to him. He uses the word like sexy or like turned on like Like, at least three times every episode. So I don't know. A woman holding a gun is so sexy I don't actually know what he's looking for. I I don't think he does either. I just, I don't know. I just like, I'm trying to imagine this football playing gun toting. You know, I do live in Texas, but just the sight of all those guns, I was like, what are we doing? What is this? It just made me nervous. I wanted to leave. I was like, Princess, you live in Texas, but I don't think you would self-identify as a Texan. I guess not. I just like, I don't know anything about for, Texas. Like, tax purposes. I don't know. I was just telling someone the other day that like if somebody's got a like one of those decal guns on their car, I just get in another lane. Cause I don't know what they're doing. They could shoot me. So I just like try to get in my own business. <laughs> But yeah, like, I see European people post about America and they're just like, it's crazy how like if you just do anything on a normal day, you could get shot. And it's like, mm, I like it better when I don't think about that in the mornings and how true it is. Yeah, girl, you work in a fucking school. <laughs> so that's like the most dangerous place to be. Yeah. And I mean, it's not great, honestly. Like, do you have to do active uh, shooter drills? We haven't done one yet this school year, but I definitely have done them in my time as a teacher. And it really sucks having to like name and explain for kids that we are being like super duper serious about this. Yeah, because, like, like this is not a joke. thing that happens. And yeah. like we do our best to like make sure everything is safe and like practicing it is just making us safer. Like, you know, you got to sell it in a way. Yeah. Where it's like, we're fine. But like, you know, also this is the most serious thing ever and you're getting into detention if you make any noise at all because we're pretending there's an active shooter. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is scary as fuck. And so, like, I just, I'm sure, th- I, I don't know if anybody listening is one of these people, but anybody that just like casually is like really in the guns is a red flag for me. I just, I already know I'm not their kind of person, right? And I know that I should not ever be allowed to have deadly weapons because I got a temper and I shoot everybody like, like where, whatever database they have for like gun licenses, I should be in there is not allowed because I, I, I'm reckless. So watching them do this, I was like, thank God I'm not there. Thank God I'm not there. Um, and also Magdalene is really good. That was the funniest and best part of the whole episode. Like, everybody else takes, like, 80 shots before they hit their target. Like, who is it that's trying to hit, like, um, a soda bottle? Was it, was it Brandy M? Brandy or M, yeah. Was it, 
Yeah, it was Brandy M. She took a million shots to hit the soda bottle, but she finally got it and it was cute. And she was proud of herself. But then Magdalena steps up and just absolutely obliterates the entire course. And she like doesn't even know what she's doing. She's like, I just like, you know, pointed it. And as soon as I started shooting, like everything just started coming down. <laughs> yeah. She almost like she wasn't, she was barely even holding it right. It was like she was almost doing that gangster 90s, the way they hold the gun. She's like to the side. It's like she's just very casually shooting. You gotta hold it to the side. It's gangster. Yeah. That's she's she's very good. And I was like, I know she's in prison now for um credit card skimming. I think she did some credit card crime. She's in prison right now. But I know she's Polish, but that would have been giving me like Russian spy or something if I lived in that house at the time. Well, they did say she a fucking Polish spy. And I think that's a good question. Why is she so good with a gun? I don't know. I feel like she's had tactical training. (laughs) Probably. All right. So that's it. Oh, they go out. They they go eat. Right. Wait, I want to talk about what Brandy M is fucking wearing. Brandy M is wearing these boots but they're not boots they're they're like they're very tight leather boots that are really meant to be worn so to almost look like leather leggings that's what they're supposed to look like they are supposed to be very tight to the skin you wear them with like a i don't know a very short dress but she is wearing them over jeans and a like a green polo shirt. Like she put on a polo shirt and a pair of fucking mom jeans and someone said, you don't look good enough here. Put these boots on that don't go with anything you're wearing. She, if you get a chance, anybody listening to this, go back and look at what fucking Brandy M is wearing. It is- I'm like running to my TV. (laughs) (laughs) She is- it looks like at the last minute someone gave her those boots to wear. I also believe from what I'm looking at at Brandy M, she didn't bring enough clothes. I uh, can believe that easily. You see that in the Bad Girls Club. You see that in Flavor of Love, like in Charm School. Yeah, they didn't bring enough clothes. Later in Elimination, she's wearing these fucking boots again, but she's wearing them. She's so short. They look like pants. They're not pants. They are... I don't know. It's a very specific boot, but they do not go with what she's wearing. And it feels like somebody lent them to her. I mean, maybe. Like, she just didn't have any options to go with it, and that was the closest thing. We've all been there where you just have to roll with something, and you're like, it's just got to wear with confidence. I know. And, like, everybody else is kind of dressed up, you know. Magdalena, though, dresses really... I am fast forwarding through the episode trying to find these boots, princess. All right, look for these fucking boots. Um, what else happens? So they they do this fucking gun shit. Oh, when they go to when they go to lunch, Brandy Brett tells everyone about that leather from Heather, and they're like, "What?" And then she's she's like. Brandy M tells him not to believe it, right? Because coming from another female, <laughs> don't believe what she's saying because of that lifestyle she's in. And she says, not her job. She says the partying and all that other stuff. Mm. And Brett goes, oh, but she told me she's not really into that, you know? And I'm like, 
what has Heather been doing since she got in the fucking house? She's been topless, breaking guitars, serving drinks, partying. And Brandy's like, she's lying. She then he goes, well, does she like fuck guys for money? He says it very casually. Like, I'm like, oh, are you asking if Heather is a sex worker? Is that what you're saying? And everyone's like, yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, she definitely fucked Vanilla Ice. And so on a surreal life, I guess there's a scene where Vanilla Ice and I mean, everybody else, I need to do a surreal life season. I will do one. I don't know it will be the Vanilla Ice season, but still. (laughs) Run through ass Vanilla Ice is out here. (laughs) And... On screen, you see, you see Heather trying to fuck him. And then Brandy M says, I think she did fuck him. Um, and uh Brett has once again heard another celebrity's name and is pissed. <laughs> he just spirals deeper after that. Like, yeah, he's so upset that. These, like, I don't know what he thought. Like, these women have never met someone with an IMDb page. Like, think of the type of women that go on this show. How did they end up on the show, right? Like, how would they know who you are if they weren't the type to care about that kind of thing? Oh, my God, I see them. Do you I see them? Is she, she's, like, wearing them as pants at the elimination. Yeah, she's wearing them as pants. But at the gun thing, she's wearing them as over a pair of jeans. They don't go whatever she's fucking got on. And she's so short. I don't think those belong to her. Look how fucking, like, they really do like fucking pants. It's so long. It reminds me of that episode of SpongeBob where he gets the squeaky boots. Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) That's what they look like. Yeah! She's doing a lot. And I so I think someone gave her those to wear. And if you think about it, their date is probably the same day as Elimination Day. So she's like, well, let's just keep this going. Yeah, this was a look. Like, this is what I'm working with today. Yeah. I wrote down that Brett is a messy queen. I was going to say that earlier. Like, he's so messy. He walked around gossiping with all of the women about (laughs) the other women. Like, he really went back and forth between everybody. He was just like, but does she fucking people for money? Like... (laughs) Brett, what are you doing? You're trying to find a woman that you allegedly want to be with? I don't... <laughs> and and this is how you act? Like, that's weird. That is weird. And also, like, I feel... Look, listen, I love gossip. But gossip coming from certain people, and I feel like old white men love to fucking gossip. And when I'm ever, I'm at fucking work, it's always the old white, the old white guy in the office that has all the tea on everybody. And you're, and he just says it casually. And I'm like, yeah, you're a fucking messy queen. And so like when Brett gets back, Lacey comes up to his room and, you know, production told him to be in there while he's playing a guitar and like goes to talk to her about what is happening. And he immediately starts talking to Lacey, but like, yeah, I'm mad. Yeah, yeah, because Heather said she's not a partier, she is. And also Aaron wants to fuck Justin Timberlake. And like he he's like really upset. Um 
And when this is all happening, Brandy tells Aaron about the letter. So they all they all confront Heather about the fucking letter, right? So Heather lies and says that uh, the the letter is about her and how she's sorry she's been naked all this time and how she's sorry he was sick. I guess he was sick at some point. And they all don't believe her. So, because it because Brett, messy queen, told him what was in the fucking letter. Um. So Brandy decides to tell Aaron because they all know about Justin Timberlake. And Aaron, like Aaron has no fucking idea that they all they all know about Justin Timberlake. So they tell her, and she's like, What? And Brandy tells her so that she can fight with Heather. And she even says, You should go confront her. <laughs> I mean, those boots really gave her a lot of like courage. You know what I mean? She just Yeah, and she just bounces over and does it. Yeah. And um heather's in the phone curtain area and you know they kind of argue in there and heather says well you you like preppy jock types and you don't because i think earlier she said something like that so i don't know why you'd be here yeah when they were hanging out by the pool lacy specifically said like oh i would never be with like a preppy like kind of guy like oh no it has to be like a different like rocker type of guy and Aaron's like, no, like preppy's usually my type, which like fair enough. You can be attracted to somebody that's different than the like type of person you usually go for. Like that doesn't make it any less genuine. But Tom, Aaron's so stupid. Like, why is she giving she's out? She's playing the game badly, but also Lacey sucks. So fuck her. But she's been doing this the whole time. This is how when she told when she told them that she used to be engaged. Like on these shows, you don't get personal information because they will use it against you. And she's just laying there. Like, it feels like Aaron thinks the game is only happening when Brett is there. And like, we're on downtime now. But a camera's on you. You can't be on downtime. But yeah, yeah, she's playing the game very poorly. I, yeah. I acknowledge that. It's unfortunate for her and the boobs. <laughs> By the way, anytime... I hear gummy bear. I think about those boobs anytime because that shit was burned into me so many years ago in my brain about Aaron and her gummy bear, gummy bear boobs. I like that. They're soft, like jelly. And I, I think, didn't she go botched? Maybe I wasn't a big botched watcher. I don't like the um, surgery uh, scenes. I, I just think they're unnecessary. Like, we can skip to the end. Like, you don't have to do all that. <laughs> I don't mind the surgery. I was just, like, a Dr. 90210 girl. <gasps> Love Dr. 90210. Right? Oh, that was such a great series. And his wa- do you know him and his wife are still together? Was that you who I told me that? I believe that. Like, I totally... Like, she just, like, sat around not eating, wasting away. It was... She was so unhappy. She'd just be cleaning and sad and he'd never come home. He'd just be too busy doing his Tai Chi or his kickboxing, whatever the fuck he used to do. <laughs> and he wanted another kid so bad and that woman was like, I, I can't sustain my yeah. own body. Yeah. Why another? Why and another? I just, I just knew they were going to, but somebody told me that they are still fucking together. But, but I yeah, I, that. they seemed like that kind of couple that just would be. Yeah, but I understand what you mean by like Dr. 902 won't know is the superior show. Like, listen, Terry Dubrow is the type of person that 
wants to be on screen so badly that you don't want him to be on screen. You know what I mean? <laughs> Do you understand? You want it too bad. Yeah. So now I'm rooting against you. Exactly. I'm rewatching Real Housewives of OC. And of the housewife husbands, he's not, don't get me wrong, he's not bad. He's annoying when he's like picking with her on camera on purpose. But the worst thing about him is that like, he wants to be on camera. That's the worst thing about him. Meanwhile, Brooks is faking cancer. Jimmy Evans hates Megan King. Hates her. Like the first 10 seconds on the screen, he like basically screams shut up at her. And so like, so I, so that's my issue with, with Terry Dubois, like watching him. I can't watch him do that. And um, Paul Nassif is on there too. And ma'am, Paul has been doing shit to his face. A lot of shit to his face. <laughs> Paul, we thought Adrian Maloof looked like a cat lady. Paul looks like a cat lady now. It's becoming an epidemic out here, princess, and I'm just really concerned. Well, I'm I concerned mean, for a lot of people. Well, they think they look great because everybody else around them looks exactly the same. I continually go back to Kylie. Kylie looks insane in person. And it's of choice to decide to change your entire look and body so you look good in pictures, but not in person. Everyone has to look at you twice and go, wait, what? What is that? She looks wild. But kind of everybody she's around looks exactly the same. So... You know what I mean? Yeah, I think about it all the time and people post on subreddits like Instagram reality about how like warped their perception of like how people look gets from social media. But I'm like, where do you guys live? Like, do you guys go outside? Because I I feel like normal people live around me. So I've never had that specific problem. Yeah. I completely understand. Like, I, I feel the same way. Um, like when I get off the internet, like nobody around me looks like the people on, on, uh, you know, on any like, given app. yeah, on any given app, nobody looks, so it's easy to like get away from it, but I, I don't think, but I guess they don't like, I don't know. I guess if, if that's like, you're surrounded by that it looks normal to you you yeah, know i i can't really explain it i am from los angeles but i moved away when i was young enough that i don't think i got to get entrenched with it yeah that's true all right so but it is a lifestyle like everybody from la has work done like my mom has work done it's just a thing yeah i mean yeah, I, I just think people need to get better work done. And also remember that you do have to like still be seen in public at some point. So you do want to like tamper it down a little bit. I think like somebody was telling me that people can reverse BBLs. I didn't know that. Do you, well, it's your real fat. So do you, I don't know how you work with that. I don't know how you do that. Can they just liposuction it back out again? I mean, maybe. But I thought that, you know what? I don't let get me the fucking line. I don't know how the shit works. All, only thing <laughs> I've ever seen is when Dr. Miami did Breeze 
from um fucking Teen Mom 2's shit. That's the only time. That's the, that's what I all I know about this is what the Teen Mom 2 girls did. So Remember don't give me the fucking life. Her I, labiaplasty and showed the before and after pictures. Yeah, he he turned her vagina inside out on Instagram Live. <laughs> like he, that, yeah, it, it's like an any belly button now. I mean, literally all he's ever done is like he could have worn it as a hat. Like he was doing anything. And I just cannot. Yeah, he wrote like cardio on her. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was unkind. But like, I bet he's just not a kind person. This is a business relationship. I just so it's um, I don't know if you will ever watch Black Ink or whatever. Sky from Black Ink went down there too. A bunch of times. Dr. Miami was on Black Ink for a little while. Like, Dr. Miami isn't a good doctor, though, which is the only part of that that I don't like. Like, do whatever you want to do, but I he's he's not the one. I mean, he's a free doctor for... Well, yeah, as long as you're willing to publicize it. But, like, is it worth it? I do know. I need to get free work and have a white man write cardio on my back fat? Like, I feel like... Listen... These ham hawks of mine don't need to be on TV. I don't need to be on Instagram Live. So, like, no, I don't like that. I don't want to participate in that. No, thank you. Do you think Brett Michaels has work done to his face? Yes. Like, something is weird about his face. He definitely looks like he has, like, Botox or something in his eye area is weird. And he's wearing Mm. eye makeup, I feel like, to disguise it. But there's something happening there. Like, did he get, like, um, not a full facelift, but you know when they can do that thing to like suck out your under eye bags. Yeah, maybe that. He he strikes me as someone that would be like talking about his crow's feet all the time. You know what I mean? Like, like just with his dermatologist, like he's like, I got to get this crow, look at these crow's feet. I don't know, but I think he's done a lot of work too. Um. Anyway, Brandy tries to go talk to to Brett Michaels, right? And he won't even let her in the fucking room. <laughs> he's like, Yeah, well, I, um. You know, he's real, like, extra with her. And, I mean, he's mad at her. He's really fucking mad. She has triggered all his insecurities. She has brought sexy back to him, and he don't like it. He is very upset about it. He really is. And, like, isn't somebody in there with him, too? Like, Lacey's in there. So it's almost like, I don't know if you're watching just like that, but but like when Miranda went over to Chase's house and thought someone was in there, like that's humiliating. Like, like that you go try to talk to somebody or do something with somebody, and they've got like another person in there, and yeah, they're... who's having a good little kiki about you not getting let in. Yeah, like and then he's got the door kind of like not all the way open, and he's looking. <laughs> you know, that's that's embarrassing. Like you just not anybody yeah so um yeah so all this stuff uh it's elimination time all right you know brett is wearing his golden dragon uh leather jacket some floral a floral bandana he is clashing in all ways um (laughs) and he says if you don't mind let's just get to it he's pissed and the first three to get one are just Brandy M is the third, and I think the second. Who did I write? Mia's the second. I I have a hard time remembering Mia. She's so forgettable. I I don't remember her 
very much at all. Yeah, I feel like there are a few people who are still there that are quite forgettable. And I, you know, I personally think Brandy C is more memorable and of she's course. gone and Christia. Okay. And so it's just like, they, we got some potatoes in there still. So you are, you do not like Sam, okay? <laughs> you, <laughs> you keep bringing up how ugly she is and forgettable she is. As soon as you said potato, I knew you were talking about Sam. Mm. Um, so, so those first three get their passes and he, he gives everybody else their pass. And the last two are Heather and, um, fucking Aaron. And he basically says he needs to pick between the two of them and he picks Heather. And he says that he tells Heather that he knows she's there for him. But sometimes he doesn't know that. And so he's back and forth. Like, it was obviously going to swing that way. And I understand the way Aaron felt the way that she did at the end of all of it. Because that was bullshit. It was just kind of like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. So Aaron, he says goodbye to Aaron. Um, she goes, she leaves. And she basically says that She's got a lot of men waiting for her back in Chicago. And also she's had better than he, like more stars, better stars than him. She's already had better. I mean, she probably has if she works at a place where Justin Timberlake hangs out. Like it, it's not hard to get a bigger star than Brett Mike. If you're in like the right situation, I'm saying, it's not hard to bang a bigger star than Brett Michaels. Who is Brett Michaels? Right. What's a plausible celebrity you think Aaron could have banged? In like 2007? Yeah. Like I think like an Ashton. I think like that would make sense for me. Um, I would think what is a TV show that was filming in Chicago? And I would say one of the supporting cast characters. <laughs> okay. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> All right, so we're down. Aaron's gone. Next week, they're going to be doing something else equally ridiculous. And is there anything else you want to say about Brett Michaels, Justin Timberlake, Brianna DeJesus' vagina? <laughs> anything? No, I think this was really, really fun to look back at, though. Um, it has its own special charm that I didn't appreciate as much as I was when I was younger. But um, yeah, this like white answer to flavor of love yeah. had its own season of charm school that was also like kind of funny just in the way that they approached it. Word. Because yeah, we, yeah. Got, we had Sharon Osbourne instead of Monique and it was, that was also fun. So I would be interested. Have you done charm school yet? No, but I season? I want to, and this is how I ended up doing this one, because I don't want to do the charm school with Monique. I want to do the one with Sharon Osbourne, because as I've said many times before, I love a fun slut, right? I love someone, I think Portia Williams is a fun slut. I think all the girls on this cast are fun sluts. I love someone who just kind of makes dumb decisions, willing to fuck anybody, but has fun, right? And so... You the feel f- like Black Charm School is sad? Yeah. Because didn't you do a bonus episode on like... The first episode? By Pumpkin Patreon? 
for like, didn't you do that? I feel like I listened to that at the grocery store. <laughs> Where I listen to all my podcasts. Yeah. So- <laughs> I have a memory of like picking out green beans and listening <laughs> to you be like, everybody, there's probably a few rapes in this room. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely fucking said that because when Monique, like, remember the flavor of love girls are tough girls, right? Though they're yeah. not like like so fiery hitting people with flowers. Yeah, they're tough, tough, tough girls. And when Monique says, "Baby, what?" <laughs> like tell me your story. Every single one of these bitches starts crying, and I was like, "Yeah," because think about it. They're tough girls. They're used to like being like, "I'm gonna beat your ass, bitch." But when you talk softly to them, like nobody's ever talked softly to them a day in their fucking lives. In that room, how many? My mama didn't love me. I was raised in foster care. Uh, how many rapes are in this room? Like, they're this like, this is exactly what you were saying. And I was like picking summer squash, <laughs> trying to find a, like a big one. Yeah. And so I don't, it's not that I don't like the flavor of love charm school. I prefer the uh, Rock of Love charm school because I just think it's more fun. And I think the black one is sad. Like, like Safari is homeless um, in that season. And she's, I think they're fighting for a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. They're fighting for a hundred thousand dollars. Like she legit needs it. And I don't like, there's no stories like that in Rock 11. I, you know, I did intervention seasons. I've done true life seasons. Even the My 600 Pound Life seasons are pretty fucking dark, you know? And oh, yeah. uh, like there's a rape in every fu- in every single episode, right? Yeah, every episode. When it's actually kind of noteworthy when there isn't one. And I know that's fucked up to say. Yeah. But whenever somebody is like, I had anxiety since I was a child and I like coped with it by eating. That's always like, that's fascinating. That is fascinating. Right. Nobody's parents love them. There's always like, it's 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 tough and i know people are like well that's why they're 600 pounds i was like okay sure 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 like they've all had trauma and yeah i understand what you're saying but like that show is super dark and flavor of love <laughs> charm school is dark to me even though they make it funny but i'm just saying like the way i talk about these shows is i don't just like watch them and go tee hee hee that's what i was doing the first time around I'm like, no i don't want to talk about 14 episodes of just black girl trauma like that doesn't sound good because charm school is supposedly supposed to be an emotionally healing show and stuff like (sighs) i think who do you remember who wins the white charm school girl the shit because i feel like it was brandy m because you said you didn't love her farting and burping personality and i feel like they like were praising her because they were like you came in as the burping and farting girl and you so much class now i'm googling this right now who wins white charm school (laughs) <laughs> uh, it doesn't say I, it says safari one the first one oh don't you remember when when um when um monique was like what's your real name beloved and she goes safari <laughs> and she's like no no your real name safari no, i didn't get there long enough to get a name she beat somebody up is like <laughs> I can't even and her lip chap company 
Oh and yeah, she remember chapstick. She, she always said lip chap. She always said lip chap. Um, Brandy and because wins. that sounds like the opposite of what you want. I don't want to put lip chap on my lips. Remember, she was putting on the lip chap, and um, the girl is. Did she says to the girl, "Do you want some lip chap?" And she goes, "No." After she fought her, yeah, she's after like, she "No." Her. You hit me. Well, you better be quiet for the. And then she's praying. Remember, and she's like, "I can't believe you're praying after you bit hit me." She goes, "You better be quiet for the Lord direct me to whoop your ass again." <laughs> That's me. Oh my gosh. Oh, these shows are just lightning in a bottle. They really, yeah. really are. We There's could not recreate them in 2022. Yeah. Uh, the Bachelor is still on because they just never gave it up. But I feel like because of that, like the other shows like don't have the same magic feeling that they used to. Because these used to be fun, like takes on that same kind of show, you know? Because the you Bachelor think- is like fake classy. Yeah, the bachelor is definitely fake classy do you think they could do like if they did this show in 2022 who do you think would like be a good center of it Ooh. i was gonna say I messy man say but ignorant, like he's still like, married and that lady fights so <laughs> i was gonna say aaron carter but that's really messy like if we had a more stable aaron carter girl there would be a murder on the show this would be like I said a more stable. That's why I literally had an asterisk on it. No, it was I, like Aaron Carter asterisk. I think Bow Wow. I think Omarion. I think those two thousand who we were talking about before we started. I think those, those types. Good. Oh my gosh! Wait, do you remember Real Chance at Love, Girl. Princess? Who are you talking to? I remember Did, Real Chance. Do you at Love. know? Oh, number one, R.I.P. Real. R.I.P. Real. That's um take a moment for that because yeah. that was deeply sad especially mm-hmm. like because he was a nice one young. too he was, he was nice he was so young he had that beautiful hair like girl that hair <laughs> look whether or not i liked the look of it it was very healthy looking like well like it felt like he put a lot of work into it yeah it was part of his stallion air lifestyle but recently chance has like another it's called like last chance at love yeah it's um it's on one of those terrible networks don't don't watch it don't watch the show though but just know that out in the universe chance has a show i've already watched a dating show i watched like maybe the first three episodes of the first season but it was just so incredibly it's terrible. You know exactly why it was terrible. It's terrible. It's a, it's the I, I same. I don't want to speak about it. I don't want to speak on it. No, it's the same. It's like Zeus or whatever. It's the same channel that Jocelyn Hernandez's cabaret is on. Oh, she, double homicide. And she, yeah, double homicide. And she refuses to say cabaret. It's a cabaret all day long. It's the Every same time. I'm ashamed to say I watched several episodes of that shit. Because it's funny. I let Zeus Network play on YouTube with all the like free shows they had on their YouTube for a while on TV and just absorbed all of that ignorance so I saw Chance's show I saw Jocelyn's show and also fucking Tokyo Tony Black China mother has a show Tokyo Tony of Black China that a dating show for Tokyo Tony though and it's ridiculous. Also, it don't watch any of these shows. I think Megan, no, that's on All Black, another terrible <laughs> network. But Megan uh, James is on a show called like Notorious Queens. 
if you haven't watched that um it's also not good but you should watch it because you like things that are terrible like i i do do. megan james is so megan james was on bad girls club right yeah mexico bad girls club and then moved to basketball wives she did and rightfully so everybody said what is this bitch doing here and she fought many people on basketball wise. And now she's got a third shot at this. Okay. Yes. And she, her like quotable thing is like, what did she say on one episode of this show? She said, um, it was another iteration of All Men Cheat, but she said it in such a like specifically stupid way. Oh, she said she it wants to be with a dude who cheats respectfully. That's what she said. <laughs> And she said cheating respectfully means that you like have control over your other women and you're not bringing home STDs or children. Low bar. Hey, do you watch, um, this is real auntie shit, but do you watch uh, Love and Marriage Huntsville? I do not, but that's not a reflection on you. I just like cope with life by watching the same series as over and over. And I really <laughs> need to get back into like... <laughs> it's watching shows it's one like if you get a chance it's like the worst of everything and love and marriage dc is about to come out and monique from real housewives of potomac is going to be on it and the reason love of Mar- love and marriage huntsville is so fucking popular like everyone's doing reviews on youtube it's like one of those things is because a marriage imploded on there right um and I'm trying to understand what Monique's role is going to be on the DC one if we're not going to have the same type of mess because she doesn't want to be on a messy show. And I think the DC one's going to get a lot more views because Monique's a known person. And a lot, I mean, when she got off of Real Housewives of Potomac, a lot of people were like, no. And so, <laughs> so like, I think she's, they're, they're going to get some views and it's going to be one of those things that like, uh makes the show a little bit more known but you'll see i'm gonna watch out for that i'm gonna like get the background on the lore before anything new happens i can follow it yeah it's real it's real bad like this person had a mistress for a really long time and uh it came out on the show funky dineva was doing fucking reviews and called her coleslaw because she was a side piece and then she got really upset and she got really upset and she tried to fight him and shit. <laughs> and this is all like, it's so weird. It feels like the show is secondary because all the online drama about the show, but it's a very black thing. Uh, Cause it's kind of an auntie show. It's kind of like black love. We're Will and Jada. Who even says that anymore? Actually, I was thinking, remember, remember Alicia Keys had that fucking song about all black couples and i was like none of the people are together also remember that song i do well actually i think beyonce and jay-z are still together but beyonce should have left him but still and she said we could fight like ike and tina ike almost killed tina bitch (laughs) Like, (laughs) like that wasn't appropriate to say at the time that's not even something that didn't age well yeah it was inappropriate at the time but like every couple like go back she she talks about Camille and Bill. Babe, <laughs> like every person she talks about in there, all of them are wrong. Like bad, all of them. 
Anyway, I'm rambling now. Tomlin, I know you don't want anybody to find you, but if they could find you, where could they find you? Uh, I'm on Instagram at Tomlin.ce. Make sure the princess is following you or else I'll be very scared to add you because you might be a child who can <laughs> screenshot my Instagram and send it around on Google Drive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, Tomlin, thank you for coming. I'm going to get to a Bad Girls Club thing. And I, my issue is I want to do season two. Uh, I, oh, wait, you know season, season two, I know. Tanisha. That's the boring season though. No. Oh, wait, no, no, no. I'm thinking of season three is the boring one. You're right, Tanisha. But honestly, season two is, I consider season four the beginning of where it started to get interesting. Okay, so- if I, I think I might be able to find season four because I've, I'm having a hard time finding. We did an episode on season four before though. So I would also be open to season five with Kristen Kelly because I know a lot about like her post Bad Girls Club life and she did a lot of hosting Bad Girls Club related stuff. Okay. So that could be fun. So you have to come back on because you know, that's your main thing. We're also gonna, I'm holding you to this penny episode. We're going to do a penny episode for my 600 pound life. Because I have a deep wanting of wontons right now. And it's all because I'm just thinking about her making them in bed. And <laughs> yeah, and like, hopefully I get you back soon, okay? That sounds good to me. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you everybody for listening. It's been wonderful. All right. Bye, Tomlin. Bye, princess. Bye, princess.